Carrying huge space. Look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lords. Rain so close. They're getting the last step down. The crowd is roaring. He is going to do it. He's going to smash the time. Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling. Welcome. How's it going? This is the Crank Brothers Race Review. This is the Moving the Needle podcast. I'm Andrew Needling. This is a little different one. We are going to review the racing. It is the seventh round of the World Cup Series. Now, Crank Brothers, last year they celebrated 11 years in a row of the elite world champs wins with that mallet DH pedal. You've heard Sven say, well, it's a little more because if we count Sam Hill's flat pedals, it's a little bit more. Now they've added to their offering. They are making shoes. They're making all sorts of things. Bernard Kerr is on fire. He was on the podium again. He's on those shoes. Laurie Greenland almost took the wind. He's also on them. Cami Blanche obviously was out with an injury. Now, guys, every week I try and get a different guest or some of the same ones, and I have royalty in the house today. It is none other than Cedric Grassi. Now, he's been on the podcast before, episode 29. I suggest you go back and listen to that one because he doesn't hold back, and I hope he doesn't hold back on this. He's got multiple World Cup wins in downhill, four cross. He's an absolute legend. He was dancing around in my intro. I could barely keep a straight face. And that's why I've got him here because he was doing the commentary down in Paris, remotely, obviously, but in French. Or you do it in Spanish. I don't know. You've got so many languages. CG, welcome. And uh, how's it going being a race fan now? Hello, everybody. Well, um, thank you for the intro, Needling. It was... uh, a little bit tough in the beginning, you know, when you've been a racer all your life, it's hard after to go behind the scene and actually comment what other people are doing. But uh, I think um, since I start MTB, I've always been a great fan of biking. i never seen this as a job. i always seen this as a, as a great opportunity to have fun. Then um, things came quite naturally. And I wanted to be the guy uh, who tried to uh, put my sport in a better place. And what is better than TV and Red Bull TV right now until it changed, uh, then it was good. It, in the beginning, I was with a, a, a person like uh, my, my team, basically, when I'm commenting, like uh, Rob Warner is doing with Claudio or someone else, then the guy was so... Uh, not uh, MTB enthusiastic, then it was really hard uh, to get excited because he was just like next to me check, checking his WhatsApp. And I felt so much as a disrespect of my sport, then I start to lose it. And Red Bull, I told Red Bull, I'm not doing it anymore. This is horrible for my sport. Then they fired the guy and I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how you say it comes natural. I think between me and you, we might be some of the biggest talkers and, and shit talkers and having fun on the circuit. But I can relate because when I'm in the commentary at Crankworks and, and other events, I just want the sport to be shown in the light that it deserves. And I think in yep. anything in life, racing, we always try to improve. So you can improve as a commentator. You can improve the broadcast. doesn't matter how good it is because it's incredible at the moment. Don't get me wrong. But there's always room for improvement and then there's always a new race and, and you want to give a fair, honest sort of account of the racing. But we've been there, so we know when there's some bullshit going on or they say one thing, but they're definitely feeling another thing. And I think that's the the key is to dig in a little bit to the racing. Now, Mount St. Anne is an iconic venue. I mean... It was, it's quite a daunting track, I would say. If you go there, say, it's the first time. It's long, plus it's technical, plus it's rough, plus it could rain. You know, you, 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 you can't hide there. Like, if you have a weakness, you ain't hiding at Mount St. Anne. Well, it's always been one of the toughest races, of course, but everyone wanted to win that race as much as for William wanted to be, to be won, you know, like with just because the public, we... Uh, for William is not has never been because uh, the the track was just spectacular. It was just like the way they made it a path, you know, all the way down with the public just drinking beers at the bottom. You know, it would be just excitement. Monsantan, you know, it's for warriors. You cannot holding. <laughs> you have to go flat out, and what you have in your pants on the handlebar and just go for it. Then. 
It's, that's why it makes it so spectacular. And for so many years, it's such a great venue. I remember racing there, you know, like barely speaking English, but I was so happy because everyone was speaking French. I felt like I was with cousins, but it was hard to understand them. But I remember the atmosphere of America and it's a race you want to win, but only uh, uh, because the track was difficult because it, it make a, it make a victory a lot better, like the victory yesterday from Finn, especially on the home crowd. And you know, and I received videos, then they launch a party in the bus like we used to do with like Kevin Jolly send me video doing front flip in the school bus, you know, to go to the party. That was that. That's part of all Monsantan because we all remember the after racing in Monsantan. It was like insane. Yeah, it is legendary. <laughs> Just getting to Monsantan. I remember my first one still vividly. Getting to the pits and often the weather is at least in the week you're going to get some good sunshine. Uh, there's waterfalls, and like yeah, and mosquitoes, but less than for William. But the the vibe of that race, everyone was. Yeah, the vibe of the people. We know the spectators are going to come out. You saw the bottom of that crowd. You know, they haven't had a race there for a few years. I mean, that was insane. Obviously, a home country like winner of Finns is going to make it even more crazy. But they love racing. It's almost, you know, it's it's the stepchild of France, you know, yeah. to say it in a nice yeah, yeah, yeah. way. And, and yeah. France loves biking, loves cycling, yeah. VTT. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was cool to see. And uh, yeah, we all know that that party went off. So for any of the listeners, the riders have two weeks off. They got to fly home. Yes, it's Worlds coming up, but I would say that's where they let their hair down pretty hard because every year we all know that that's where. And that's a good vibe for race. You know, you can put your heart and soul into race because win or lose, you're going to have a good time. Time afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's changed. No, yeah, I know, it's, but it's, it's changing it's, a little bit. But this is wrong. This is MTB. <laughs> you have to go back where it was and where we left it. You, you can't be serious <laughs> on the track. You can win, but you have to be there at the party. This is a rule. Steve Pete showed it early days, and Rob Warner did. <laughs> and that's why I start racing. <laughs> Don't you think the new school French is why they're they're so successful? They're taking it so serious, but Amory's quick to, uh, you know, let his hair down, and and even Loic as well. These guys are having a good time while being incredibly serious. Yep, oh, it definitely changed, of course, and it have to change when you have so many sponsors around, and now you have social media. You know, before. Like I was talking with Rob Warner uh, and, and Sean Palmer. I'm glad those days we didn't have social media because I don't know what, what would happen to us. But, but today you have to watch out what, what everyone is doing. I think this is part as well of like, okay, we need to be serious. We always have to stay in a, in a, a behavior, behaviors. And it's normal because, I mean, you have kids watching and, uh, yeah, but uh, they are a lot more serious for sure. Like now it's a real job and everyone, uh, it's really hard to qualify. A little mistake and you're gone and you're not flying, you know, on the other side of the world just to do only practice and one semifinal and go home, you know, like it's really frustrating. And, uh, yeah, of course, it became, and with TV, it just became, and it's natural, uh, it became a better sport. But uh, I don't know if the money is increasing as much as a sport is getting uh, serious. You know what I mean? That's my little problem here. Because uh, if everything is getting serious, like Formula One or MotoGP, and you know, I mean, the living of the risk, you know, it have to be worth it, really. If not, you stay home and you ride bike park with your friends and have fun and go to work, you know? <laughs> but that's a valid point because, um, we, you know, one of the topics is the injuries, is the guys mm. are definitely pushing. We see more crashes in practice, not just race run when they're like, okay, now I have to risk and, you know, the level's at 110%. We've seen every year, you know, Gwyn upping it with the training and, and the flat-out runs and then Amri joining forces and he's willing to crash and you're seeing it. So Loris Verger out with a crash. Loic Bruni, a little bit of a niggle on his shoulder, maybe playing it safe for Worlds. Yeah. Cami trying a different line. Yes, unlucky, but 
Hmm. We're seeing more crashes. The the speeds are faster. They're going, you know, the bikes are more capable. So the risk has 100% gone up. And then I agree with you. I think the sport's becoming more diluted. So there's more people getting free bikes and tires and, and getting to the races, trying to make a name. And then there we've got enduro. That's incredible. It's a different style of, of racing, but the top racers are doing that. So the sport only has so much marketing budget getting spread so thin. Ambassadors like me and you, you know, trying to increase uh, the fun and, and getting the eyeballs on the, on the sport. You know, we maybe need some free bikes and, and some sort of uh, salary to, to help promote the sport. So I do think it's getting a little diluted and, and some of the top guys earning good money, but then it quickly dilutes. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, marketing budget. I mean, we cannot uh, uh, blame those people today on the bike industry. I've been the other side. I don't know how much money those people make. They make biking never been so popular since COVID. Then they just need to increase the budget. (laughs) (laughs) There you heard it here first. Uh, There is money. Okay. It is, it is a lot. It is a lot. Then, um, but you know, like uh, we're not being used to, you know, play with so much money. Then that's why it's hard, you know. But uh, this is the people who are going to represent your brand, take the risk at the races to make the brand iconic or just in a better place. Then it's difficult. I mean, I don't, I don't own. I'm just part owner of a couple of companies in the bike industry, but. Uh, my role was uh, don't be cheap on the riders. Pay them good. You would not like you to be cheap, to be paid cheap to, to achieve your job because at the end of the day, you don't want to go and do your job. Then uh, that was a little bit my role because, I mean, they deserve and I think it's my place and my part uh, today uh, to give back a little bit to the bike industry. That's why when we sponsor with like Monkey Sauce or the brand like... Uh, the, the guys like, hey, you, you're not sending only a couple of bottles. Just send as much as you need. Help them for this. They need new sticker on the bike. We do them for them. You know, like they want to look cool. Of course, you want to look cool when you're young. You want to have a special graphic on your helmet. And then, yeah, uh, a lot more professional, a lot more risk. But like you say, it's deep, dilute a little bit. And uh, it would be good... Um, and to have the sport uh, in terms of maybe salary become as professional as other sports who are on TV at the same level. You know, like uh, when you're in Red Bull, I mean, it means like this sport is serious. And it's so beautiful to see. I mean, my dad is watching it. He's 75 years old and he loves it. Of course, he's listening his kid now because I'm speaking in French on Red Bull TV. Then now he understands something. But he used to watch uh, Rob Waterby because he loved the character. He loves his, his voice, you know. You have a, a, a voice who's like get your attention, if you, if you, even if you don't understand anything. But now, now you can understand then because I, I talk technique, I talk about lines, and I talk about the riders who are hot right now, the qualification, and blah blah blah. But yeah, this sport need. I want this sport to be the new MotoGP. That's what I want to see. And it has every chance for it. Definitely we'll soon see in the next few years what happens. And maybe that's the one thing that's a little behind. The riders' union maybe fighting a little bit harder for that. Definitely having some chats sort of away from the public to understand what they need and, and what they can do. But let's jump into the racing. I think we can maybe get the annoying injuries out the way, the poor riders. So Loic saying he's aggravated a shoulder. He's going to sort of sit out. So that's that guy is someone that was could easily win there. He's back on pace, former winner there the last few years that we did go there. So that was a bummer. Then you've got Loris Vergier as well, you know, after the Andorra race, which you must have loved. Uh, he crashes out, sort of pushes the front end, slams his shoulder. So now he's out. And that's two big names in the male category. If you're in the male, you must be licking your chops. Okay, cool. Well, that's two guys that are probably easily on the podium. So that's, let's get this. So we've got added motivation for likes of Bernard Kerr. All those guys are going, okay, cool. There's more of a chance we could win here. Maybe Laurie Greenland as well. There's more of the top guys out. And then Cammy. I mean, so disappointing, almost depressing. She's got basically got that title wrapped. And then she has a practice crash. 
and out with a broken shoulder. Well, difficult for sure. They all take risk. Uh, let's start with uh, Bernie. Uh, so hard, you know, when you come back to racing, you know, you feel like I watch him at every practice at uh, in Valnor. And I was like, wow, he's riding shorter at the door. He's confident, but step by step. You don't want to go too fast. Really smart, unbelievable. Because when you're on the bike, you and me know you want to pin it. Then so capable to... Uh, that's why you have all those people from Specialized behind and Delorme and, and his uh, preparator, this mental guy, just to tell him like step by step to calm him down because he's like you and me. I mean, when you have a handlebar in his hand, you just want to pin it. Then uh, did it did it in Valnor. Then I think he came super hot on his race and crashed, have his bike land on him, then hurt him a little bit. Okay, but I don't think it's too bad. I think he's going to be ready for Worlds because he really want to get Worlds at home for sure, like, like every French person. And uh, Vergier, oh, don't know what to say with him. I cannot just figure out what's coming. The talent he have, the technique he have, the fitness he have, the team where he is today, he's in a better place, I think, than he was before because he's... Uh, it suits him a lot more. Syndicate is another, it's another level. It's more like family, but you know, you cannot put one rider and just put him, oh, he's going to be good. No, no, everyone has to find his little gig. But uh, sometimes when it comes to it's important, I think mentally it's really hard. And I saw this in Monster last year with uh, Vergier when he just get out of the bridge, like nothing happened. He got the rock and boom, off pissed. And I was like, Really? If this happened to me, yes, but not to you. You, you know, like, you have everything. You just need to, mm, you need, you still need the blood in your mouth. Look, Amori, Mori have so much hunger at the start. He's a nice guy, but he's so hungry. He want to hit everyone. He's no friends anymore. Oh, hello, hello at the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I win, we ha, ha, ha. Before, I want to beat you. No, I and agree, man. He'd like chew, your, think... he'd chew his competitor's arm off to get a win. <laughs> yeah. man, no problem. He kills them at the start. He look at them. He's so serious. He look at them. Greg Minard is the same. That's why he's so successful. In the old days, we was not really friends with anyone at the start. We all look at each other and it was a mental game. It was no like, oh, we friends. No, no, no. We friends at the bottom when I beat you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And Camille, oh, the girls, the race of the girls are amazing. Like, awesome, I feel man. Like so cool. It used to be, let's be honest. It used to be. I'm not going to make friends today here, but it used to be. You have Anne-Caroline Chasson and Missy Jovin all days, but you guys didn't see this on TV. But it was like really a fight on two girls. And after you have the other girls. And now it's like a bigger pack of a woman and a style of the woman's. Like before you had Chasson doing whips and it was like amazing because she was riding with guys only. But now you see all those girls with uh, Camille and uh, Valentina, Farina. They throw some whips, jumping some big doubles. And let me tell you, those drops are big. A really big Valno was pretty big and those girls was like flat out and... And it's amazing to see them, but too bad Balanche. Uh, on the set, you know that wood section. It's just like so short and off camber with a little bit of grass and sleepy rocks. And she went down there. I was like, oh. I mean, that just shows you how brutal the sport is with, with the highs and the lows. I mean, everything mm -hmm. going for a didn't even crash once in snowshoe during practice, race, qualifying, <laughs> treacherous <laughs> conditions. <laughs> And yeah. then, uh, you know, it's just a racing incident. It's not yeah. bad strategy. You've got to try these lines. Uh, yeah, yeah. These, you know, rocks are, are all hidden. Yeah, with Vergier, man, it's almost like the Gwyn, victim of your own success. He's so talented and so good. You know, I wonder if it's like, oh, I just got to basically get down how I get down. I'm going to smoke these guys. <laughs> it's not thinking yeah. that. But Amri's no, just but, got that, like, yeah. aggressive fight. And maybe with oh. Loris, it's like... And maybe he was riding like that in practice. I mean, he, that's a, he was going quick to have that crash in practice. That's not mm -hmm. going, oh, 90% through this berm. That's 
was pretty much almost race pace. Let me see how hard yeah, I yeah. can you get this. Have a race run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Front wheel pushes. So you yeah. can see the level in practice has stepped up, and that shows you where yeah, the sport yeah. is. But yeah, the ladies. I mean, one of one of my favorite runs of the whole competition was a Farina, Eleanor Farina. I Yo, thought she was so aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so aggressive. And you saw it in the time, but there was like a constant, I'm going to go yep. forward. I'm not going to let the bump yep. unsettle me or push me back. She was just going forward, driving forward and aggressive and, and strong. Didn't yeah. lose much time near the bottom. I mean, Mountain Anne, for anyone that hasn't ridden there, I mean, you are hating life three quarters away down through that gnarly rock section the mercedes-benz key section i mean you're you're wanting to death grip through there because you can't feel your hands well me as a mere mortal some of those riders are immune to arm pump i don't think yeah. greg gets arm pump but that's just he's a freak of nature but amory was talking <laughs> about it when he didn't have his flow he was getting arm pump you know one oh, of the fittest riders sure. out there so yeah i mean the ladies that was incredible to see. I think it was tough for Valley. Yes, Miriam, she knew was on pace. But after hearing that Miriam was out with a flat, you mm -hmm. would think she rides pretty conservative. But not knowing that Nina yeah. got smoked in yeah. qualifying, didn't have a great run, and then she's going to go as hard as humanly possible. You know, when, it's like when Cami qualifies four seconds faster. It's quite hard to push because you might think you've got a buffer. Mm -hmm. No, no, it was, um, especially when Hoffman, you know, like she's capable, she's physically built and uh, she's a kind of person now with a syndicate, like she, I mean, and Camille, those, those ladies had nothing before they were sleeping in a van and now they have a real entourage, then they are in a better place to perform than uh, uh, Hoffman, like physically she can go for it but you know she's going to ride all wide open and uh, riding on the edge you know the the red line you know like Amori is able to play with his red line you know but uh i'm so scared when i see Hoffman. but it looked like now she learned how to play with his red line you know like where to go like all pen and save it and uh it was it was really cool but uh, for sure miriam was on a good run too bad uh, too bad she pinched like two comments or guy pinch on the same rock like they need to check what's what's going on and maybe materials what uh, product they're using if they need to for race run maybe to ride with uh, something that because it's so frustrating to lose a race you know when you're capable to win for mechanical it happened to me in months and time but we didn't have all this product i remember i broke my wheel and half and i land on the derailleur i was like i had to push my bike to the finish but you know, it's it's so frustrating because, like you say, it's such a long track and it's all wide open at the top. Like, you have fun. Oh, the first practice, like you say, like you're enjoying life. You're like, oh, my God, this is the best ever. But when is your last run on the final? You just want to go there, finish it, and go home, relax, because you're like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with a week. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, it's we get to see the, the riders that are having a great run and then they have a mechanical. But it did. It does feel like that even as a racer. There's often maybe you're not on the pace and you're like, I wish this wheel would just explode so I got an excuse. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, right? Oh, look. Yeah, yeah, the CD. I, oh, look, look at my wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now there's split, so it'll be like, well, you weren't really on pace, so where did it break? But what I mean is like Miriam's on basically the fastest run of the day hmm. and then, you know, the wheel yeah, comes off the rim, gets a slow leak, then flies yeah. off i mean but yeah that is heart-wrenching gut-wrenching because yeah. that's a title hunt you know if she's in it and valley's in it and cammy can try come back we're gonna have the most exciting val de sol but this is huge ammo for worlds for miriam yeah. oh yeah you know yeah. maybe that's like phew, watch out she's now very pissed off but on pace yeah. two weeks yeah. off to get ready, get back to Europe, get over the jet lag, and then and come out fighting. But a home race, CG, you know. I mean, you can say it's just another no, race. No, I don't. It's, I never uh, win at home. It's, it's, so, it's so hard. When Greg yeah, used hard. to win at home, I'm like, I, yeah. I had some performances at home, yeah. up, to, up to my potential, but only one mm. out of three maybe mm. where I was really happy and, and it helped fuel me. But I had to learn how to do it. But Miriam's got a lot of experience with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've of all faith that she'll she'll do and very she's well with that she's and healthy she's healthy because yeah. in valno uh, in valno like uh, she had a 38 degrees 39 she was uh, 
she was vomiting and, uh, and going to the toilet all the time, then that what you do there, you're not just only sick, you're losing all your power, you're losing your uh, mineral, your hydration, you're basically useless. Uh, it happened to me racing one time in America, then they just listened this. <laughs> I was on Volvo Cannondale. And I was when I was hard. I could win every every racing every weekend. Doesn't matter. It was that time with Kovarek, and then I show there like I get into my room. You know, they make me a pot for the morning. Then um, I can do my um, how do you call uh, my cereals. And uh, I enter in the room, and I'm like smelling. I'm like I smell like fresh paint. And I'm like, oh well, the room is new. I slept. Uh, I wake up the next day with the worst headache ever because of paint that didn't let it dry and ventilated. And I was vomiting, headache, and I race. I felt like, you know, when you're on a horse and you don't know how to use your horse. And I was following, but my brain was not able to communicate to the bike. Oh, my God, that was the worst race ever. And I think she felt like this, you know, when the bike is going and you're just like, all the way down you know and now she's back like and i think there was all those people was tired because the season i mean it's especially snowshoe was really tough for them like really slippery your brain you have to be focused in every corner every run you know then uh yeah i think she's going to be dangerous but you always have to watch her on a young valentina and farina now and hoffman and all those people of course balance is out Everyone want to take the chance to shine. Of course, it's opportunity. Like you say, it's one person less. Yeah, it's, it is factually one person less. And, and Cami would have been good there. They would have gone, oh, it's a steep technical track. It's kind of, <laughs> Cami's probably not going to make mistakes. It's going to be tough to beat her. But you can hear it. I mean, Nina Hoffman's called it out. The, these ladies have the confidence. They have the support, like you say. She's now comfortable with Steve Pete as her mentor. She, she knows it's a positive thing. There's not this horrible expectation on her shoulders that she has to perform. She's already performed. She already won one this year, almost wins mm -hmm. another one. So, like, it's almost a relief. She's just going to go out and, and fight for a win. But speaking of that, there were some less race ladies in the field and someone like Jess Blewett in fourth. Incredible result. You know, it's yeah. so cool to see these new names. They're going to get a little bit more confidence. So when there is a full field, it's not like you said, there's two or three fighting for the win and a few maybe might get on the podium. It's like, whoa, there's a mix-up here. Monica, yeah. qualifying great. So she can see, okay, yeah. but I've got the pace in qualifying, so now I just need to figure out, okay, what's the race pace? Yeah, I can step it up. Every other lady is stepping it up. I just need to learn like, okay, I'm not going to protect this run. I'm going to fight. You know, you qualify second or third. A lot of you is like, okay, so I've got the pace. I just need to not mess it up. And then you come down and you're like, man, that run was solid. It was great. Oh, eighth. Oh, shit. <laughs> that guy that qualified 16th just got fourth. How did – shit. You know, yeah. so that – and you learn right, that yeah. over time and experience. You know, not everyone's got Stevie Smith, the late Stevie Smith. He'll fight. Not everyone's got Amory. You know, I want to win by mm -hmm. seven. So um, that's cool for the ladies. And like you said, what an incredible time to be watching that. I mean, I'm tuning in, loving that side of the sport. Right. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Ladies are in a better place and boys are in a fighting place. And I love the way, you know, I was a little bit desesperated a little bit to have Gwyn back, you know, like um, I was saying Gwyn, the eagle of America, lost his wings. But Little by little, he's uh, growing wings back. I, I don't know if it's two things. You know, when you're not coming from the MTB, coming from motocross, it didn't happen in motocross for him. Jumping to MTB was a better place for him, start to have better results, good results, and shine. In America, when you shine in one sport, like, wow, you are, because it's where it's from. It's from America, the MTB. Then boom, boom, boom. He starts to smash it because he's really professional. He knows what to do to win. And it's a lot different to win in one sport than being semi-pro and not making into a motocross. Then boom, that's, that's his sport. Boom, boom, boom. Killing it. Killing everyone because he was more professional than everyone else at the time. 
And he was working harder than everyone else at the time because when you know how hard those guys in motocross are working doing laps for 40 minutes, you know, like people was not ready in MTB. Then he started to, like Vulius was in the older days, just like more professional than anyone else, gifted, of course, and hard worker. And out of a sudden, boom, a big house, millions, blah, 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 life is good. Boom. Not the blood in your mouth anymore, no as much, finding, changing sponsors, this one no, or because I don't feel good, boom, boom, boom. And now he find again a space like, okay, I really want to win and it's going to happen now. And, and having a kid like Norton in your team going at the door, hey, dude, I'm faster than you now, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take your bike. You know, the prototype stuff you have on your bike, this is not for you. It's for me now because I'm the number one in a team, brother. I want this, this. And by the way, now when I arrive in the pit, the mechanic is for me and you wait, my bike is done. <laughs> it's not like this. I'm exaggerating. But that's what it is. When you're number one in a team, you're not num that number two is always hard in your own team. You know, like that's what happened with Bruni and Vergier in the old days. That's what happened with Vergier and Greg Minard in the same team. It's always hard to be second. It's the same was happening with Daprella and Amori in the same team. Daprella is great. It's just in the shadow of Amori. It's hard to shine when you're in the shadow of someone, when you're one of the best athletes in the world. You know, but I'm happy to see Gwen back into the... Oh, it's so good because he's good to see. He's good for the sport. And, uh, and he was so happy for everyone else. That's the first time as well. I see he was, he was so happy for Finn. You know, he took him at the finish. Super cool to see. Super rad. Yeah, we saw those glimpses at Andorra, you know, with mistakes, almost huge crashes because he was going so oh. fast. So he's got <laughs> comfortable to go that fast from bike. Yeah to his surroundings and uh yeah I, i've said it victim of his own success people just compared him so much he couldn't get away from why he didn't win a race there was injuries there's all these things you're getting older your body takes longer to come back your mind he's putting yeah. in as much work so yeah it was tough to see him switching some of the sponsors and you don't know but you're not him you can't judge mm. from the outside He's yeah. doing what's best for whom he felt at the time. You make a decision with the info you have at the time. It could play out to be not the best decision or not as good as something else, but you never know. It's like yeah. freaking picking a, you know, the stock market. You could have all the info at the time. You pick the stock, and then the CEO runs off with the money. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> so sometimes you make mistakes. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. great to see, and it's good for the sport, but there's more depth. So his 12th position which he said, okay, I'm building. Man, three years ago, that was ninth. Didn't look that bad. Or seventh, you know? Mm -hmm. There's just more dudes in the mix. Yeah, like Dakota, yeah. his own teammates. Like, you know, if he has a good race, he's there. Um, mm -hmm. Loris Lavelli, he's in sixth. His yeah. best World Cup position. He's <laughs> not normally sick. there. I love the guy. But factually, he's not normally in sixth, right? Mm -hmm. So if you just didn't quite have a good race, you're not sixth, mm -hmm. you're ninth. Yeah. You're not ninth, you're 15th. Or yeah. 21st, and then you've, you know, these top guys are not going to feel good with 21st, even though the times yeah. are respectable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like you say, like uh, Revilli and all those new kids, they want as much as the older guys want, and a little bit younger, they're like, hey, dude, you're older, I want your spot. It's my spot, I'm hungry, I want to do it, and uh, I, like, uh, I like to see that racing because uh, that's... Uh, that's healthy. That's really healthy. And it's not being jealous of taking the spot of someone else. You want your turn as well. You, everyone wants to be successful on what they do. That's a human being. That's normal life. I mean, at work, you want to be successful. If not, you don't do that job or you, you pick up the wrong job. Everyone wants to be successful on something. It's, it, 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 make feel, it make yourself feel good. It make you work harder. And it make you take decisions and risk, and this is what it is. I mean, racing is like a normal life, really. It's uh, now you know you're the other side of uh, racing. You're an ambassador, like I am, but you still want to do good in what you do. It's just different thing. Like when I go to comment on TV, I want to be performant. I want to give all the keys, the info for the people who don't know behind the screen what is MTB. 
I want him to get so stoked that he's not going to miss any races because it's that cool, you know? Then, uh, yeah, those young guys, they want to be as good as those guys at the top, you know? And they want to have a, 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 maybe a better situation or um, having a better training off-season, maybe traveling a bit more to be able to ride his bike all year around and not go to work when they finish the season because they don't have any more money. You know, those guys want to have the real professional lifestyle of uh, being an athlete. Yeah, and I mean, you don't line up as a downhiller against the clock if you're not competitive by nature. You know, deep down, we, we can all mm -hmm. be, try to be as humble as we can. But when you, that's why I don't race anymore, because I just know when the clock ticks, I'm going to give it and I'm not fit enough and I'm not mentally where I, I, I am. But these these youngsters, Ethan Craig, I mean, and Laura, um, Loris Lavelia, these guys now have actually seen themselves do it. They're not saying, yeah, but if I have a good run, I think I can be there. I might be there. I mean, you, you have belief now. You go, wow, I'm six at Mount St. Anne, one of the hardest courses on the mountain bike world circuit. So when I have a good weekend, this is where I know I can be. So that helps your confidence, your self-belief, that like deep down self-belief. A lot of riders have a lot of doubt. Some are just quite openly confident. Finn was obviously an incredible junior, but he was always outwardly confident. Loic mm -hmm. Bruni, Greg Minard, they sort of, there's always this like little underlying doubt and that's what makes him so successful because they're never satisfied. They finish this race, what can I do better? You know, Greg's yeah. going to analyze that mistake he did. What happened? Freak race accident, was I fatigued? Was I offline? Why did I crash there? What can I do better? Was it the right strategy? And the next race is going to be even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those people perform, like especially Greg Minar. The only way, oh, he's 40 years old while he's here because he's competitive and you know him. I live in Andorra now. I see him riding, training. I go ride with him. I go in the park with him. He go trail. He want to be good, a little bit of everywhere. He want to still have it as a good time, of course, with his friends and stuff. He have a lot of friends in Andorra and he's so capable to meet people. And But... Where Greg Minar exceeds, and I think what is the key of Greg Minar, is when he's in a danger and when he counts, he performs. Because he performs with the doubts and he performs with being scared of not being at the level. Then that's why he succeeds, because when we was doing testing in the old days, we had the skirt. And the guy who lose the, 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 the time run on the last day will have the slowest time, have to run the skirt. Then he have to go to the restaurant with a skirt, and that's what we was doing with the syndicate. And Greg Minar happened to wear the skirt, the skirt quite often. Greg Minar was faster than me, but I knew I didn't want to. I want. I didn't want to run the skirt. But for him, it was not important enough to go fast. You know that he, he wear the skirt. Did he maybe he wanted to wear the skirt deep down. Maybe he but, wanted to wear it. Yeah, but maybe, no, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I've said it before. They, it might have come on the podcast. We've been to the preseason races and Greg Minar's there. We all smoke him and everyone, even Roscoe. Dude, you got to go to a sports psychologist. What's wrong? You've lost it. Greg's like, dude, just give me another race. Like, Just relax. World Cup comes, boom. Top five yeah, quality. Exactly. When no it counts. And, and I think he – and I think with age – he needs it even more so because the youngsters are willing to risk it for a free pair of shoes and a yeah. local race to prove themselves. He's like, dude, I'm not going to risk life and limit a, at a small race. Exactly. So he almost needs a bigger race. Like when his family's at Lenzerheide, he's got oh. 20 odd people flown out from all over the world. That's quite a lot of pressure. Like you want to perform for them, but he almost like needs an Andorra, it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Andorra, he almost needs it to go, Oh, shucks. Okay. Yeah. This is not just a small race. I really need to put that extra effort in and, and willing to maybe take an injury. So, look, we jump around. We're having fun in the podcast, but I've got my notes. I mean, I spent a day or two preparing with notes, and obviously we watch the racing because we want to deliver you guys a polished product here and, and give you some, some value. But I think Greg qualifying second, he had a, a, a hunger and fight. He was like, I can win this race. And you saw it in his riding aggression. You saw it. Yes, he was down at the split, but we know he's going to be strong at the bottom. Yeah. He probably thought, I've got that gap at the bottom. That's half a second in his head. Yeah. Whatever it he is. He opened that gap, yeah. 
yeah, he's opened the gap uh, a few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. And um, yeah, I think you could see in his riding, he was fighting for the win. He thought, okay, oh, yeah, with yeah. an aggressive run, I can I can win the race, even above Finn Isles, who who definitely um, just upped the game there. But so that was awesome to see. And and Laurie Greenland, he, he's mentioned he's been uh, fighting sort of illness yeah. and fatigue, and that's not nice. Fatigue, if you yeah. kind of know you're not yourself, it's very yeah. hard to be confident on the bike. Yeah. Physically, For a couple of months, if you go. Yeah, yeah, if you know, okay, but I'm not feeling healthy, you know, and you, if you're not feeling good, I mean, it affects your negative space as well. We've all been, I mean, I'm a grumpy, when I get a cold, I'm grumpy. Or when I'm hungover, I'm, I'm grumpy. I feel like shit. I'm a little bit mentally grumpy, you know what I mean? So I think for him, health has started to come back and, and you see it in his riding. I mean, jeez, he said he kept the bike on the ground. I mean, he was hopping out of turns and 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 like, you know, tripling things to to help with fatigue on the hands. That that was a pretty clinical run out of Laurie. Yeah, Laurie and Greg were just amazing. Like you say, Greg was so attacking, like right after the gate. Usually we see him attacking, but he was attacking like a 20 years old, like full, full on. And I like, like, boom, bam, boom. He knew where to put the wheels. Ta-da, ta-da. Like uh, for me, he was doing, uh, you know, when you go to school and you learn all day, all night, your poem. He was reciting his poem, you know, in front of the classroom. You know, like he was like, okay. It was so fluid. And I was like, oh my God, Greg Mina is going to kill them, smash them. And I was like, this is not cool. But the run of Gridland I saw earlier was just like, not out of the control, the same, like tiny little guy on the top of a big bike with big suspension, but like moving a lot, like amazing. It was just like so cool to see. And it's a long time I didn't see Greenland doing that because he always felt like, and Greg was doing good at the time, then it's hard when someone is doing good at the time and you feel bad and you feel, don't feel as good and as to perform, then boom, 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 boom. Yeah, he said he was crampy, he was grumpy uh, a little bit with the team. He was not in a good mood because he couldn't find the key. You know, it's hard when you go home and you have couple with your mates and you cannot find the key to enter. It, that's the same situation for Greenland. He was like, oh, I want to go back to, you know, to the top spot. And when you're tired, like you said, it's really difficult. But those two guys who had such good runs, you know, like uh, Greg Minard at this age, being able to click and Laurie to come back after uh, such uh, wow, uh, being tired and the season is long, but you still want to succeed. And he woke up in the morning, he, say, he says so at the TV, he said, wow, felt so good. I wake up and I feel like I had some energy and I looked at everyone and I'm like, wow, I feel great today. I feel like I have some energy back and this... This is quite amazing for him, for his feeling. You could see he was a lot more. He's already smiling a lot. He's like kind of surfer dude. You know, the bob. He looked more like a surfer, like he is actually mountain biker. And he was, he had his, uh, wow, I'm here. You know, super positive. And there's there, oh, all the switch are in the green to go like, ratatatat. Yeah, and um, for him, I mean, it just, you'll know inside if you're yourself or not. You know when you're riding a bike, like this is my level or not. Whether I get second or seventh, you want to know, I put down a good run, that's my level, I felt good, okay, I can tidy that up. So for him, yeah, just to feel like he can push and you could see it. To to be able to push that hard down the bottom of Mount St. Anne, whether you use a bit of adrenaline or not, you, you, you need to be feeling healthy. And I think Troy... It was surprised it took him so long to get back to sort of this race pace and, and to do it at Mount St. Anne, as he mentioned. A lot of confidence to say, okay, well, at least I know physically I'm back. And it's what we said with Gwyn and other people. There's so much depth that your confidence needs to come from your process and maybe not that end result. Because if you just keep looking at the result, you're going to maybe get a bit despondent that you're not back. But my friend... There's these guys that some of these top racers have probably barely heard of and they're smoking them. Yes, they've heard of them, but they're not used to them being there in qualifying or or race. So um yeah, the depth just shows you shit. I've got yeah. to I've got to revert back to my process. Okay, am I riding one? Am I hitting my lines? Okay, I've got to up the pace a bit. So Troy, 
obviously he has a lot of confidence coming to Mountain and he's done great there. So to see him back and now he can verbalize, well, he wants to go for the stripes. Um, he's never been scared to say yeah. things like that, but probably before this result, it would have not really been the truth for him to feel that. Well, that's good to see him back. Like you say, it took for a long time, but I kind of understand he's a tiny boy. Uh, uh, ankle hurts like it's like a knee your, your, or, or, or your, um, your wrist. It's things you use a lot in MTB, especially when you have your foot on the pedal. Uh, if you ride flat or as uh, clipped in, clipped in help you a lot to keep your bike together with you like a flat is a lot harder but it's always something you use a lot and when you crank hard out the corner it, it it took him a little bit of time of course but i'm so pleased to see him back there because uh, he proved he can win he proved it last year and but he's one more guy who is going to be dangerous for worlds and final and i love this because it's going to be like oh like it's going to be a proper fight and uh, he definitely deserves I would love to see him one day with a strap because for me he's always been the man who is always second and he was on the shadow of Sam Hill in early days now he's he's on his own he's uh, like Troy I am Troy I'm not I am Troy the guy who was behind Sam Hill no I am Troy I am <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I think it would be cool because uh, definitely deserve it. He's so spectacular on the bike, technically, and and so professional in his lines. And uh, I, uh, I think he could do really good in his next two races. We have to count on him. Oh, you always have to count on Troy. He's one of these guys. You cannot count him out, you know? You have to put, if you pick some people, you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. This guy have to be in there because he's always there. <laughs> yeah, and your fantasy team, if you can afford it, you definitely put Troy there because of his consistency. I've done the stats. In the last 10 years, you know, he's sort of ahead of some of Greg's best stats for podium yeah, yeah. strike rate and consistency. But then he's probably heard it enough and, and, and he's sick of second or third and, and getting the overall, you know, trophy as top three is great. But he, he wants to win, and he showed that that he can win, and that's what he's fighting back to here with his speed. Um, yeah, we spoke about Quinn. He's on the podium. Bernard Kerr, that shows you what momentum oh. does, and and just the years and years of riding and the talent and, and maybe that sort of race strategy for him has just sort of finally clicked. And he's had some injuries and focused on a lot of other things, like keeping his, his team alive and going for his a Supercross dream. So um, <laughs> oh, you, you, you can't be mad at it seeing him on the podium again. I think that's pretty damn cool. You know, two for two here in the last two races. Amazing, because like you say, I always say so on TV. I mean, he's a team manager. He's a cooker, probably. He's the racer. He's a guy we keep the whole team all together. I mean, he, he know, like you say, motocross, I go there. Oh, this is fun. I go there. <laughs> then, uh, oh, Red Bull Hotline. Oh, let, let's do that. It's fun. It's fast. It's big. I like the things. I'm going to win it. Then it's good. It took him 15 years, <laughs> but he finally did it. You know, like he well deserved it. Like so technically, uh, so fast. Fun guy, always smiling, good for the sport. For me, I mean, yeah, he's a, just a good guy who deserves a good result and get, deserve to be there. It's cool. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, life is so unfair sometimes. You know, always have the same guy. You know, you need to provoke as well a little bit the chance and, and insist. And this is exactly what it is. It's just being who he is, always being faithful of the person he is. And with the time, boom, it clicked. And he was so stoked. And a lot of people were stoked for him. And that's, that's sick. And it's going to be dangerous. Now he know he can be there. Another one. Yeah, he's not going for a solid result at Worlds. For someone like Bernard mm. Kerr, that'll be checkers or rickers. And that's what you need at Worlds. There's going to be more crashes than a normal race, as often is in the finals. Because everyone knows... Yeah, medal's good, and but that's all that counts. It's like a medal or a win, you know. Yeah, especially uh, it's not like a World Cup. You have so many riders because it's from the country. The country have only five or six spots in all the categories. Then only three elite. Then that's why sometimes you see some guys, wow, we did a top 10 at the world champ. I'm like, well, listen, it's just half of the field because the country, like France, we yeah, have like so France. many good riders. <laughs> you take only three, you're like, 
I'm number five in the world. I'm not in the world champ. I'm like, well, uh, all those guys are in front of you overall. Then, oh, okay. Then you stay home. This is, if some countries, it's okay. But when you're from France or like uh, America, or England. Or like now Austria, Austria now is <laughs> <It's> called <laughs> yeah, Austria. Austria. <laughs> Austria is a new friends. Then it's not easy. But uh, like you say, only the top spot. You want to bring home that medal you're going to put in your garage or whatever. But you want the medal, even if it's like, yeah, it's a medal. But this medal means everything that day. In the future, you will learn that, yeah, it was just a title of the day. Life goes on. But in the beginning, it's so, it's funny how hard you want to fight for that medal. I'm not even sure if someone shows up and says, hey, I give you a million, but you give your medal away, you will take the million. I think you will take the medal. You'll be like, for that day, I'll take the medal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you, you strive for as a, as a, young, a young kid. And speaking yeah, of striving, and... yeah, and, and speaking of striving, before I go to some of my um, you know, impressive rides, you're on that winning and emotion and, and what it's all about. I mean, Finn... Isles, the best day of his life, he said, hey, life's a long time, but if you think about what he achieved, you know, under the sort of shadow of the late Stevie Smith doing it there, that iconic wet run in 2013, yeah. being men, everyone was basically mentored by Stevie, whether you knew him or not as a Canadian, um, and so inspiring. And for Finn, you can hear how he's grown and how mature he is now compared to two, three years in, in, in his interviews, not just his riding and consistency. And, and he mentioned it. And, and I've witnessed that as well. I've been around him enough at the events, seen him with Loic, seen that sort of dynamic. And, and you know, he was a lippy, young, cocky kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from and, Whistler. Yeah, <laughs> and and he was the boy wonder, you know, winning Whipple at fifteen or whatever. Like everyone's yeah. blowing smoke up your ass. Of course, it's yeah. no wonder. Yeah, uh, I got a lot probably. of respect for Finn. Uh, you know, sort of going inside and and reflecting and and working on himself and his racecraft and to deliver. I oh, I'm speechless to deliver under that sort of pressure. Grounded. That's what it's called. Dad and mom was there. I yeah, think maybe that also in, helped. That, huh? that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, Latin, that, that Latin played in Whistler of being the cocky young leader. I am going to be the new one. Parents let the, do them, you know, let, let's do it. We learn by himself when he will hit the wall by himself. And I think as well of being in the shadow of Bruni, but learning, I think he'd he been really smart. He was in the shadow, but he was looking. When you see both riding, hey, <laughs> a lot of similars here. And, uh, like you say, he grew up, he became a man, and now he wants it. And uh, he was just never like, oh, it's never going through because so many times he was up there with the speed, but always missing something to have a, uh, either a mechanical or, or you know, off pace or just crash. Or And I know because I'm so connected with mechanic, it was Kevin Jolly, was my old mechanic. I bring him to racing when he was 16 years old. He was my... Um, my mechanic then we always talk i always find the info from him i'm like okay that's need to go through now we cannot just wait for finn to one day shine and maybe it's not going to happen then uh he says cedric don't worry it's going to happen sooner or later it's going to happen i do everything i can to talk to him uh, make it calm try to make his bike the fastest in the world to make sure like he, he know he can just take this out of his mind and and yesterday everything clicked and i remember telling him in val nord i'm like don't worry things happen in time you just need to learn how to wait the time and it's like Maybe not months, no, because after Valnor, you know, you're exciting. I'm like, it's maybe, maybe it's no shoe. You will be just, but maybe at home could be a good day to win. And, uh, and Kevin was like, oh, that would be so good. I'm like, yeah, just think about this, you know, just go to Canada and just smash it. That would be the best, you know, especially after Steve Smith in 2013. He was so proud because he looked into Steve Smith, of course, like every kid from Canada, I guess. And it was just like emotional. And it was true. And it was like, like you say, it was a man who achieved his dream. And 
and he's going to be so dangerous because that when you see the way he's riding, oh my God, he's just like so beefy on the bike. Like, oh, the bike is, he, uh, the bike is managing the bike, you know? He's not some people, you're like, oh my God, they feel like a tool, a tool on the top of a bike. But those guy and Bruni, you know, like when they're on the bike, it's like, if, if they tell you go there and the bike go there and shut up because they're so strong on the bike, like, like, Gwyn is it's amazing yeah and he's got the the new prototype set up well i must say and, and that gave him a little bit of confidence uh, whether it's placebo or not he's saying it's timing quicker and he wants it under him at at world cup level it's got a race win under it. i mean that's incredible but you're right but to deliver you know qualifying fastest with a little bit of a gap I mean, jeez, the feeling he must have felt at the top but somehow he sort of <laughs> just channeled yeah, but he just channeled that positivity of being in Canada and, and maybe with his parents around calmed him down, which is which is awesome. And he's only you say, you know, a man achieves his goal, his lifetime goal. The kid's only twenty two. Yes, he's been racing <laughs> pre World Cups because yeah, he, he was allowed older, to yeah. uh pre run the courses <laughs> before he was a junior. So he's got so much experience out there on the world stage which is almost unfair but it is what it is um and he's only 22 so like you say the sky's the limit now world champs will be dangerous and and now if he gets second or third it's just a race result it's not a huge disappointment i didn't win i knew i want to win like he's got the monkey off his back now yeah what about jackson can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, that's scary, eh? How did the guy yeah. die? But also Jordan, yeah. they're all incredible. But also to deliver at that young age. And uh, oh man, I'm so glad I don't have to race anymore. I mean, those if those juniors were coming up to elite ranks next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good to be cool. They're just better than us when in the old days. I mean, like you say, they're more professional. They know they can make a living out of it. I never knew I could make a living about biking. I always think like that I have to go to work. Then I always took biking in a different way. I took biking as like an opportunity, an opportunity to travel, to race, to have fun, to jump around, meet new culture. Those guys do it. Those guys do it for a living. And that's so cool to see. No, it's incredible. Respect to all, all the juniors. Um, They've been riding so well, and in the ladies as well. I mean, we, we can't forget about this. Phoebe Gale has been doing incredibly well. Yeah. Gracie Hemstreet. We've seen some incredible runs by them, and their times are starting to come down and, and be in touch with the elite uh, ladies, which is also really good and telling. And then the junior men, I mean, uh, those conditions were similar-ish, maybe a little bit better. Yeah, the track's fast. a little less beat up amount Sinan. You know, sometimes they get better conditions, sometimes they yeah, get worse. Yeah, yeah. For it's very Lord, tough for sure, to yeah. fully compare, but yeah. Jackson's yeah. times. I don't understand how a kid that tiny can do these times on these long, brutal <laughs> tracks. It's, it's beyond impressive yeah. to me. Flexibility and, um, of I've being got a, young. What about... Yeah, I guess uh, ignorance is bliss. But uh, you know, it impresses me a lot, and he's 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 been really like sneaking up the leaderboard. Is Dylan Levesque, a countryman of yours? Oh yeah, and he yeah. He reminds yeah. me of the old school French. Like I've seen him in his notepad, noting his suspension settings and going, okay, because of this testing and this testing and this track, here's my base setting for the day. Goes with the mechanic, does a base setting. Um, Lovely guy, very professional, um, and the technique on the bike, I think he's slowly building. It's like 12th, 12th, 11th, now he's 10th. Yeah. So he's like slowly yeah. building his race pace um, and, and coming into his own. Yeah, and having a team and the support now he never had that helped him basically, like you say, step by step, but this is part of it as well, definitely uh find a good team for him uh, um, but i think he have a lot more in his uh, pocket he can go he, he, soon we're going to to see him on the top eight pretty quick because he have that talent but like you say yeah step by step is doing for me it's a it's a payette younger when payette was young he was exactly that way 
And uh, that's when he started to succeed with uh, the European Championships and World Cups when he was on the Mondraker. For once, he had a bike uh, for his dimension, double XL <laughs> or triple XL. <laughs> but Levesque is, is doing the same. Like uh, He's learning and smart and um, he can work hard. You know, sometimes you don't have as much talent or gifted like other people are. You work harder. You remember of Mark Bowman? Mark yeah, Bowman, great never, friend of never ours, been, yeah. yeah <clears throat> Mark Bowman never been the the, uh, the natural gifted person, but when he started to okay realize I'm not gifted, no as much gifted as other people, I have to work a lot harder. Then when you figure out that. He started to be really dangerous because he started working so hard, and he was there at the races, and he was there on on the on the top ten, top five. Then I was like, "Wow, you see, if you're gifted, you need still to learn and work hard because someone is going to work harder than you and beat you." <laughs> yeah, it's almost a disservice when you're too talented, too young. So it's lucky when you learn yeah. work ethic and and maybe like. And so talented but then being around Loic and going wow how professional how hard does this guy work even though he's so talented so it was incredible to see we saw some a few riders with their best results from Loris Lavelli to Kai Ahern you can see the emotion when these riders are putting their heart and soul and they're away from home for four or five months at a time you can see the emotion when they get a clean run uh, Pene Toyota Pene I mean Levin there's some jeez it goes on, yeah. And, and you mentioned Thibaut de Prilla. He's been a bit in the shadow. Not quite the season we probably expected from him considering he was so quick last year. But then Blinky as well. It's nice to see him wow. back. It's been quite a long fight no for gloves. him to come back. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Yeah, no, it, like you say, those new guys, yeah. Craig was insane. Yeah, and how strong oh, and fast was he? Yeah, Ethan was, was so good, blisteringly fast. That was good. Well, they, they, well, they CG, won the spot as well. I don't know if you've they get the yeah exactly. There's a lot more people hungry. Eh? <laughs> I don't know if you want to leave us with any parting parting words or your predictions for worlds before we let you go here. Oh, oh, let me get my crystal ball. For Worlds, same, same, uh, same boys. I think Amori is going to be hungry. Um, of course, he's at home. Uh, for Miriam Nicole, she def definitely want to show and uh, to Camille, even if she's not there, she's still capable to be up there. Like, of course, you know, when you got beat by five or six seconds, you know, by Camille, <laughs> you want to no, know. Oh, you want to get that jersey because we, you know, like everyone is getting older. And uh, yeah, I think I think the end of the season is going to look just fabulous. And that's what we need in MTB. And I'm so proud of, you know, in life, when I stopped biking, I was like, do I am, do I will or do I want to stay in MTB world? And uh, more I do this and more I watch and more we do things like this. And more, I understand that's what I want to do because this is a sick sport. It don't feel like you're working. It's just like amazing vibe. And, uh, and uh, I think I'm super proud, you know, to see the, the future of MTB going that way because we all went, you're part of this as well because you went in this. And, uh, and uh, I think it's super cool. And to talk about this now with this new technology and debrief about racing and talk about new races, this is badass especially with the old analyse because we have different spec because we, we're coming from another world of mtb and it changed now but i think to a great direction and i think it's just super sick i couldn't agree more i would say it would be uh, almost rude of us to try predict worlds yes there's on paper who will be fast and it's in france and who yeah. suits the track but that's the beauty of downhill anything can and will happen and probably will happen at Leger. You know, if the yeah. rain comes down, it's going to be crazy. But I appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have you, you back, CG. Thanks for what you've done for the sport. 
Let's keep it going with the good vibes. This has been your Crank Brothers Race Review. And speaking of good vibes, they love racing, celebrating 11 years in a row last year with that Mallet DH pedal. Now, can they go 12? Can they do the double? What about the juniors? I've been with them from day one when they create the pedal. Then, uh, Yeah, likewise. Yeah, Crank, yeah. Yeah, Crank Brothers and myself and Gassi and all the crews like, are so stoked when I receive products from those guys and testing them like before... Uh, uh, those racers and after the races like uh, they okay okay we like that or we could we have to change this especially with the shoes you know it's not easy to make a shoe and uh, now they work hard and uh, they're definitely going the right direction and uh, supplying all those athletes and great athletes like they feel so stoked when they receive those new shoes with the colors like as much as when you receive like special pedals like this is pieces especially for worlds we're going to see like crazy stuff this as an athlete just give you like, wow, they made something for me. And it's, uh, yeah, Crank Brother guys are rad. Yeah, they get it. They definitely know how to spoil a rider and they have just a passion for racing. And so do we. Like you say, I also was, do I stay in the industry or not? And yes, it's our skill set, but getting to chat to you or commentating at the races and who knows what the future brings but i i definitely agree with you the sport's in a good place and it can only can only get better from here so that was your crank brothers race review that was cedric grass here if you liked any of that and you should have go check his episode out it's number 29 if i've got it correctly so scroll down in the podcast app and you can learn a lot from a guy that is professional but has fun so guys till the next one like subscribe send us some feedback and for everyone listening, ladies and men, send in those questions. Cheers, guys, till the next one.